now, it's Health and Wellbeing with naturopath Peter Mullen. Health and Wellbeing Tuesdays is how we do it around here and Peter Mullen with another big show. Peter, today it's, it's all about anxiety. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mark. Uh, yeah, anxiety is one of my favourite topics and it's an epidemic and... You know, there's some fantastic ways of actually not only just managing anxiety, but actually recovering from anxiety. So hopefully I've got a bit of um, hope and inspiration and some great tips for listeners today. I think before we get into how we can solve it or, or manage it, let's put a bit of, of context around that word, anxiety. Well, look, it's... A, yes, it's that's a... where you come in, mate. That's, that's your turn. <laughs> um, well, it's a... It, it's a a relatively new concept like 20 years ago 25 years ago when i first 30 years ago let's get real <laughs> when i first started practice um i remember vividly a patient going to the doctors and telling the doctor that they were stressed mm-hmm. and the doctor saying there is no such thing as stress that's just a new age concept that's amazing to think that that's that was that in itself was a concept wasn't it yeah absolutely and i i remember going to a talk for a group of principals up in the hunter valley and one of the ladies was saying that when she went to her doctor in her mid-twenties, I think it was, and she was going through a, a stressful period, um, the doctor suggested or said to her, have you ever thought of taking up smoking? <laughs> so quite literally, <laughs> that's, that's the progression of understanding um, conditions like anxiety and depression, that in 25 years now, it's a, it's a... It's a common word in all of our, our vocabulary. Like 20 years ago, it was never used. So something's definitely happened. Something's definitely changed. Yes, we're more aware, I think, of the effects of stress and the effects of stress on our nervous system. But um, what's coming more and more to the fore is that, you know, this it's an epidemic. You know, so many of my patients these days are coming in talking about um, anxiety, depression, and you know, I've got kids coming in, and I say to parents, let's not use the word anxiety, let's just call it um, stress and worry, and let's not put too much of a label on it, particularly for young kids that if they start off already thinking they've got an anxiety or problem, like it's just going to skyrocket. Well, particularly because uh, would this possibly be the sort of kind of trying to comprehend big adult issues when they're only little that that's a big problem well look you and i were talking about this before we first started and if you think about like so so anxiety for for people that don't know if you've never experienced anxiety a lot of people experience stress and get a bit anxious and and would use that terminology oh you're going to get a bit of anxiety but anxiety is another whole kettle of fish all together like we all get stressed we all get a bit anxious we all get a bit overloaded and overwhelmed Anxiety is where that stress response turns on and it doesn't turn off. Now, can this, would this, can this be a situation where the same stresses can affect people differently? Like you might have XYZ problems and you might be like, oh, it's a bit of stress and you deal with it and move on. But for someone else, that can just trigger them and just push them, whoa, right through a wall? Yeah, look, definitely. And, you know, some people seem to be more predisposed towards developing anxiety. Um, so often we'll see anxiety run in the family. So often, you know, mum suffered from anxiety or dad or great nana or... So certain individuals definitely have a predisposition towards um, developing anxiety. And, um, you know, and then plus there's lots of lots of life triggers. It's been estimated that, you know, three out of four of us will experience an, a period of anxiety at some point in our life. And unfortunately for a lot of people that where anxiety really kicks in and takes a hold, it can take years to get 
out of that cycle or years to get better management. So as far as, um, you know, what causes anxiety, so anxiety basically is, from my point of view, is where the nervous system is put under pressure for all sorts of different reasons over a period of time, gets to the point where it reaches critical mass and basically um, for the rest of us, when we get stressed, our fight-or-flight response should kick in, our adrenals produce adrenaline and stress hormones. That switch should... that stress response should turn on for 15 to 17 minutes and then it should turn off again for people that suffer anxiety it's kind of like they've broken that switch so their anxiety sort of breaks through the ceiling and then their nervous system and their stress response is way out of control and they might be just starting to settle a bit and then something else sets it off again so anxiety basically is where the nervous system no longer has the ability to turn itself back off after a stressful response okay um so family history plays a predisposition, um, diet and lifestyle, stress, trauma in the early years. Um, you know, we'll go through some of these things in a moment, poor sleep patterns, but poor sleep patterns can be part of that whole anxiety thing as well. And it's one of those situations that, um, you know, pace of life, I think one of the reasons we're seeing so many people describing themselves or, or being diagnosed as having anxiety is this ridiculous pace of life that we all live at. Alrighty, we'll mobile back. phones. Oh, they're, they're great, but I think they're, they're bringing the stress to your your back pocket. I mean, yeah. you have it everywhere you go. Yeah, we'll get on. We'll talk about that in the next section. Causes of anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah, you meant you called it an epidemic uh, at the top of the program, and I guess let's have a look at some of the causes of anxiety. The things that really make us anxious. Well, look, as I was saying before, the the key difference between a lot of us feeling a bit anxious and anxiety is that. With anxiety, the symptoms persist to the point of being debilitated. Like, mm. I've got um, patients that um, can't leave their house. I've got patients that, you know, if they go to a social setting, they've got to have a big plan about how they're going to get there. And it might involve a couple of drinks before they go mm. or making sure they go with someone else or making sure they go really early. So it's to the point where, with anxiety, you're having to start to think about your life and how you're going to do the things that a lot of us take for granted this is not a silly question a serious question the 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 people that say they can't leave the house is that an ordeal just to come and see you or do you have to make a house call how do you get around that um i've had someone recently come in and it was a massive effort for them to come in and they had to come in with um a support person okay so and and we had to make sure their appointment was booked when it was um the first appointment after lunch so there was no one else in the office we had to make it as calm and cool as possible as you could so yeah. how does somebody get from being just an average everyday member of society to there because you th there's obviously something that causes that oh look, absolutely and you know the, the the crazy thing or one of the, the interesting things about anxiety is that the you know there's lots of different types of anxiety there's general anxiety disorder panic disorder social anxiety disorder specific phobias and agoraphobia comes under that category. Obsessive compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder. So there's lots of variations on the, the theme. Um, and then, then children, you, there's a whole another layer there as well. So no single cause, but a number of risk factors. Um, biochemical factors, so if you have a family history of um, people experiencing anxiety and, and um, depression, um, then we may see an increased predisposition towards developing anxiety. Um, perfectionist personality traits. Now, uh, for me, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, um, a bit of a control freak. Wouldn't, wouldn't tell what that wardrobe, but okay, <laughs> whatever you say. 
So I, I suffered a bit of um, society, uh, uh, social anxiety when I was in my early 20s. Okay. I'd been away for 12 months, travelling around Australia, and when I came home, I remember vividly going down to my main shopping centre near my home and being so anxious, not about seeing people, but running into someone I knew. And if I went to parties, I'd have to have a couple of drinks before I went to the party. So just to try and, and practice, calm myself. And, and, and a principle that he practices to this very day, I've got to say. <laughs> so, so, okay, so let's, let's pick up on your actual, um, your own life there. So how did you, how did you get from there to there? Or what, what caused um, that? Well, for me, it was like because I'd been away and then come back. And because I've always been someone that, you know... And we all do. We all really worry what other people think about us. And that age, I think, you're even more... Like, I was in my early 20s, 22, 23. So you're even more self-conscious about what people are going to think of you, whether you're going to say the right thing. So when you've got anxiety, like, it's all of that on steroids. So even having a conversation with someone, you're super... You're thinking, you're thinking what do I say? How am I going to say it? Like, it's very difficult to just be present because everything is just so hyper... What helped me, I think time really helped. I think um, when I first, and when I came back from travelling around Australia, then I got a job um, working as a naturopath. Um, actually, before I got that job, I got a job working in a bottle shop, and that really helped me a lot. <laughs> of course, it did. <laughs> but what what I mean by that, it's cheaper life. drinks before you get to that party. I got, I know what your game um, is. Life experience really helped me. Yeah. Once I got. Um, once I felt like I could do a good job, my confidence improved. I was r- dealing with a wider range of people, felt more confident in the job. People would come in that I'd know. So it's sort of that, that life experience, and I say that to a lot of my young um, patients coming in, and young mums particularly, or you know, a lot of women before they have kids, I often say, once you have a child, your anxiety will change a lot because all of a sudden you'll have a focus outside of yourself. So it's more of those life experiences, I think, that really helped me at that stage. It all sounds very good. Now, uh, Donna's on the line from Cessnock. Donna, you've got your own anxiety story for Peter this afternoon. Hello. Hello, Donna. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, not too bad, thank you. I'm talking about anxiety. Um, I'm 42 with... um seven children and I've experienced a lot of this in my life Yeah, and I seriously can't say what a marvellous job you're doing and how you can influence and be inspirational to people because you know at the end of the day it comes down to inspiration and people there to just want to help you too thanks very much Don I really appreciate that how, how, just tell us, if you don't mind, how, how do you manage your anxiety? Like, what things have you found have really been helpful for you? Um, meditating. Yeah, yeah. Um, taking time out for yourself, especially something that we don't all do. Yeah. And it is very important. We don't think, because life is so fast-paced and we have so much going on, we stop. We don't stop to think of ourselves. Yeah, look, I think that's. I think that you've hit the nail on the head. I think that's something I'm starting to become a lot more conscious of. Is that, you know, we all have needs. We all have our own needs in life, and that's we, right. We are responsible for meeting those needs. So we all have a needs to have time to ourselves, and and that. So I think I think that's actually 
absolutely invaluable advice. Donna, how do you go with the seven kids? That would certainly keep you busy. Well, um, most of my children, I only have one, I have seven living, uh, five living, two in heaven I had to bury, my husband and I, but um, they're older now, so they have their own homes. I only have a 14-year-old this year, turning this year, at home now, so it's time for me. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you'd say that, so the two two top tips from you would be um, making time for yourself in this busy pace of life and meditation. Meditation and just taking time to help others as well. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's all free. It yeah. is truly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so true. The best, the old saying, you know, the best things in life or the things that are going to add most value to our lives are actually free. Thank you very much, Donna. Peter, well, that's some great advice there. She's giving oh. you some some helping. Yeah, that's tips. fantastic. Like that, uh, that's a, just a really clear summation of, of an awesome place for people to start. So and, thanks so much, Donna. And for her appraisal of you, that $50, uh, Peter, is actually <laughs> just writing a check out as we speak. Thank you, Donna. Back to the phone for you, my friend. Kathy from Warners Bay, you're looking for some tips from Peter today on how to tackle anxiety. Hello, Peter. Hello. Um, I've been doing a DBT course at uh, Waters Bay Private Hospital. Yeah. And um, uh, for anxiety. Yeah. And uh, which has been, you know, uh, a, a contributing fact, you know, for many, many years of um, me um, dealing with um, and being a carer for my daughter that's got schizophrenia. Yeah. And um, I um, needed to deal with my anxiety. So... I thought I, you know, listening to your program today, I thought, well, you know, I'll share what I've been learning in a very brief um, thing where tips, you know, changing your body chemistry to reduce extreme emotion, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, you know, sort of um, tipping the temperature of your face, you know, with a bit of cold water and... Um, you know, a cold pack and things like that, you know, will will sort of help you um, sort of get out of that um, initial emo- emotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, a bit of exercise. or What I find is putting some music on, you know, and just dancing around. Fantastic, you know, just, yeah. Just being yourself and, you know, just have a little dance. I find that. You know, because not everybody wants to go for a run or a jump yeah. or yeah. play basketball or lift weights or go to a gym. Yeah. In my case, you know, I'm 67, so, you know, all the basic things is what, you know, I want to uh, work for myself. Yeah. No, they're, look, they're, they're both of those tips, like, and particularly if you can put on music that you love... That's that's that is a fantastic tip. That's really made my day. Well, Kathy's actually. obviously putting the radio station on to two in your RFM. That's obviously what you're doing, Kathy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and it's right up my alley. Just listening to that, and the whole thing is pace breathing. You know, yes. just yes. inhaling, exhaling. You know, five, six breaths per. You know, in like slow and breathe out, and just fill your you know lungs with. Um, oxygen. Fantastic. Uh, and also that paired muscle relaxation where you breathe deep down in your belly and, and you notice the tension in your body and while you're breathing out, say, relax in your yes. mind and it goes yes. attention. I, yes. I have found that, you know, very useful and just, you know, distraction, 
you know, getting your mind away from what you're um, uh, anxious about because, you know, sometimes the way we think we can, you know, um, dwell on it so much that it ends up just feeding it, but yeah. it's so big. Absolutely. Look, they are, they are fantastic tips actually next week on the radio i might go over um some of what kathy's just talked about actual really good practical things you can do even if you're in the middle of a panic attack and that that one about um putting on music and dancing yeah straight away your, your body can't do anxiety if you're jumping around the room your brain, your nervous system can't quite one work out. One cancels the other out. One cancels oh. the other out. It's quite bizarre how it works. By so the sound of things, Kathy will be doing the program next week, Peter. That's, <laughs> that's where it'll be Anxiety 2.0. Uh, last call today, Alexandra from Floraville. Anxiety is on your mind with Peter this afternoon also. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, hello, Alexandra. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Um, I have had anxiety for uh, quite a long time. I'm 25, yeah. and I was diagnosed with anxiety and OCD when I was about 15. Okay. And um, it's quite a debilitating um, condition, and I I found over the last couple of years that um, exercise has really helped me. Fantastic. Because as soon as as soon as you start to move, the endorphins start to flow, and yeah. it kind of doesn't really give it the opportunity to to take over. So yeah. I found that that's quite quite good. But it's, it's like a, it's almost like it's a. Um, I found I don't know about any other people's experiences, but I found that um, it's like it's almost like a voice in your head that tries to convince you to worry about all these things that yes. not necessary to worry about. Yeah, yeah. That, that, look, that explains it really well. I often say to patients that um, when, you're in, when your anxiety kicks in, when the stress hormone levels rise in your bloodstream, your brain actually bypasses the part of the brain to do with rational thinking. So it's very hard to get a clear... It's very hard to talk your way out of anxiety when you're in the middle of it. Yeah, that's right. It is really, really difficult. I found quite a few times that if I have um, a disagreement with somebody, then they're cornering me or they're targeting me when, when actual fact it's not. It's, yes. It's just a simple disagreement. Yes, yes, that exaggerated, like, stress response. Look, yeah. That, that, uh, sorry? I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's a lot of overthinking. Yes, yeah. yeah. Look, uh, I think next week, thank, thank you so much, Alexandra. That really um, um, runs on well from what um, uh, Kathy said from Warner's Bay about movement and that's the bizarre thing when you're in in anxiety like your brain can't do anxiety if you're jumping around or if you're exercising so i think next week on the show we might do a bit more about um what people are actually finding really help because all of these tips for anxiety also help with stress management which if we're not suffering from anxiety we're definitely suffering from uh, elevated at, stress yeah, levels. at a very basic so, level it can only help yeah, yeah yeah and there's a couple of other really great tips that i've got <clears> for for that as well. So I think we'll do that again next week, Mark. Look, that's pretty much where we have to park it today, Peter, but uh, you were going to talk about some of the ways to, to get around anxiety, but it looks like Kathy and Alexandra have done that for you, so they'll be doing the program next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might just go to the beach then. Oh, it sounds, have some time out That's another me. great way to uh, you get rid of some of that stress. Yeah, go for absolutely. a nice swim. Work on your tan as well.
But I really appreciate those callers today. Like, I, I love hearing where people are taking that responsibility and actually doing really well managing these sorts of conditions and thriving, not just surviving. So. Nice little rhyme there, Peter. That's uh, Health and Wellbeing. We're back next week, Anxiety 2.0. Have a great week. Thank you, Mark. You too. And we'll catch uh, Peter next Tuesday afternoon on Health and Wellbeing, only here on FM 103.7. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.